You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. That's the truth. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back once again, once again, and this is episode 46 of the Top Sway Wrestling Podcast. It's your boy, I'm here, and I know you're thinking, why does he have a championship belt draped around his shoulder? Well, I'm glad you asked. I won my fantasy football league for the third time. I am a three time champion. So the champ is here. Yes, indeed. This beautiful championship I have back around my shoulder right here. First time we've had a championship in the league. But I know you're not here to hear me talk about fantasy football. You're here to talk here to hear me talk about wrestling. So I'm about to get right on into it. Yes, I'm going to try to keep this championship belt draped around my shoulder, my fantasy football championship draped around my shoulder for the entirety of the podcast. So let's hop right on into it. First, you can find me on YouTube, YouTube at OMGQuarryB, YouTube.com, ah, slash C, ah, slash OMGQuarryB. That should be linked in Periscope. I will, I will link you to that champ, to that championship. To that uh, channel is that OMG Corey B. You can go in the space bar and type OMG space Corey space B, and I'm there. Also, you can find me on Twitter at OMG Corey B and at Too Sweet POD. Find me on Twitter there. Feel free to follow me. I follow back. Find me on Periscope at Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast as well. This will also be on Castbox.fm as well. And guess what? The Too Sweet Podcast will be on Google Play as well. I'm in the process of setting that up. So, I will let you guys know about that in the near future. We're going to talk about a plethora of things today. Not going to be a year-end review podcast. We got some topics today. Uh, And first, we're going to start off with the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, A lot of people uh, were excited. I've seen a lot of excitement going around on Twitter uh, Monday Night Raw, and it was because of the Women's Tag Team Championships. People have been asking for it, begging for it, and they finally got it. And I'm here to talk about the top five teams that would make the most sense to be the inaugural Women's Tag Team Champions. But first off, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about the announcement. Like, can we do something with the women that? That, that's a big announcement that doesn't have a McMahon in it, for goodness sake. Like, the Royal, the first Royal, Women's Royal Rumble. Here comes Stephanie McMahon. She's the she's the show. Take it away from the women. She got has to be the show. And she announces the Women's Royal Rumble. And then they start hugging after they was fighting each other like two minutes before. I didn't understand that, but that's beside the point. Now, we have the Women's Tag Team Championship, something that people have been clamoring for. Not me personally. I'm about to get into that as well. But a lot of people have been clamoring for it, and you have Vince McMahon as Drunk Santa announcing the Women's Tag Team Championships. We're gonna have the first Women's Tag Team Champions. Not that was a horrible Vince McMahon impersonation, but that's beside the point. Vince McMahon announcing the Women's Tag Team Championships like that? I mean, come on, dude. You gotta, I mean, we gotta do better than that. 
we can't get to it in the more logical way. We have tag teams fighting each other, and then we get to it that way. Uh, we have somebody come down, and we set up a tournament for the women to for the women's tag team championships. We could have set it up that way, but a report also came out from Cage Side Seats that we should expect the women's tag team championships to come uh, possibly in early January or in January. So we're right there at January. So that is a reported report. This is just a report. Just going off of that. We'll see how that all turns out when the women's tag team championships comes about. But the top five teams. Uh, oh, before I get to that, I don't think it's a good idea to have these women's tag team championships, to be honest, because I don't have any faith in WWE booking the women's division. Let's known two divisions. And I mean, when you look at Raw, the only important thing from the only important lady that gets treated with top regard is Ronda Rousey. And I have a hard time imagining that they're going to book two divisions right. And they did it in TNA, like I've said before, they did it in TNA. Uh, it was good for a little while. And then it just kind of started to thin out because they just didn't have enough women there to maintain the integrity of builds month after month after month for two divisions. We'll see how it all works out. Look, I wish WWE the best. I wish those women the best as well. So we're about to hop right on into the top five teams. That should be the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And I have a two, two uh, outliers here, two rules here, and that is I'm not going to use any women in this top five that are either the champs or in the running to compete for the championships in the near future. So, obviously, Ronda Rousey's out. Obviously, Oscar's out. Uh, Naomi is out because if I were to put Naomi into this, it would be with Oscar. But Naomi's out as well. That would take out Charlotte and Becky as well because they're going to be around the championship in the near future. As for Raw, there's like no clear challenger uh, going forward in the future. I don't know what happens going forward. So, also, no part-timers as well. So, Nikki and Brie Bella, they are out on here as top five teams. So, we're going to get right on into the list. Number five, we're going to start with Nia and Tamina. Not the most exciting pairing uh, in my estimation, but it has been a pairing on WWE Raw. And they have been together. They have started a storyline with Nia and Tamina. So... It is what it is. These are two spoons. And if they took them seriously, if they didn't jack them around and like make them look uh, less important than they are, then they would be a pretty good pairing for the WWE Tag Team Championships. But with the way I have no real interest in either lady or the pairing itself. So that's why I have them all the way at number five. Number four, the Riot Squad. Now, at first, when I was putting together this list, I was thinking, uh, okay, let me figure out which two of the three that I'm going to choose here. But I got the Riot Squad. If they would win, I got them free bird in the title like the New Day. So with that being said, all three members of the Riot Squad, if they were to be the first, the inaugural champions, I wouldn't have a problem with it whatsoever. I would love it, quite honestly, because Riot Squad has been going around in circles uh, ever since they've debuted. Speaking of going around in circles, I have number three, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I'm about to talk about Mandy Rose later on in this podcast. Uh, I think they would make excellent champions. 
I enjoyed Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville's rise has been really great, and I'm going to talk about that as well. Uh, Mandy Rose has really improved as well, so if they were to be the tag team champions, I would have no problems with it as well. Going into number two, into number one, I really wanted to put a concrete tag team, and this was the tag team that I had at first at number one, but they slipped to number two because I feel like the number one has been established as a team. Number two, the Iconics. The Iconics need some kind of momentum, uh, some kind of special uh, thing to happen for them because they have been going around in circles. I can't think of the last time the Iconics picked up a significant win. Um, like when they were, maybe their most significant win was when they were in Australia for Super Showdown. That has to be it. That's about the only thing I remember from the Iconics. I asked for picking up a significant win. Other than that, I remember them attacking Charlotte upon their debut to set up Carmella to, to cash in for the Women's Championship win on SmackDown, but that's about it. They have re really dwindled down in SmackDown, to be honest with you. I, at, and so moving on, if they were to win, it would be a huge boost for them. Moving on to number one, Bayley and Sasha, they would make phenomenal tag team champions. And look, man, if they, speaking of people that need some kind of momentum, I've been wanting to see Bailey and Sasha as I move around here. I've been wanting to see Bailey and Sasha. Um, and I see, uh, I'm watching on Periscope right here. Somebody says that Nikki and Brie are coming back. Really? I didn't know that. That's very interesting. If they come back full time, then I'd consider them on this list. If they're coming back full time. Uh, but to my number one, I pick here Bailey and Sasha. They need something. I've been wanting Bailey and Sasha for like the past two or three WrestleManias. I've been fantasy booking this. Bailey versus Sasha, and they, we had a chance. We all wanted that match. Bailey turned heel on Sasha, and we thought we had a chance there, and then they all uh, they they screwed it up. But Bailey and Sasha is an official team now. They've already hinted that in, in, in the storyline that they want to be the first women's tag team champions. So this would be a great choice, and I actually think that the Bailey and Sasha will win uh, the inaugural women's tag team champions. And I saw something on Twitter that said that I forget who it was. So sorry I can't credit them, but it was amongst the list of many tweets that I read. I mean I read Twitter like it's the newspaper every morning. I don't know if you guys do that, but that's just me. Ah, uh, they said that if Bailey and Sasha win the inaugural tag team championships. All four of the horsewomen will have won uh, the inaugural women's titles. Uh, the new Raw uh, women's title, the new SmackDown women's title, and the women's tag team championships. So, Bailey and Sasha for the win on the women's tag team champions championships. Excuse me. Speaking of horsewomen, NXT. We're going to keep it with the ladies. Keep it moving with the ladies. NXT. Takeover Phoenix, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. This is going to be a really good match. Really good. Really, 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 really good. I'm very much looking forward to it. So today I'm going to talk about who should win, not who will win. I'm going to save that for whenever it is that I do the podcast for the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver. And I got to say, I realized that Bianca Belair is undefeated. Yes, she is. Now we're gonna look at it. Uh, we got under. We got a 
record for undefeated streaks in NXT. Asuka was undefeated and they just kept rolling with the momentum. I understand that people think that Bayaka Belair should be undefeated and like they think that okay, let's just keep rolling with the momentum. I understand that. If Bianca Belair were to win, I wouldn't be terribly mad. But I think this question comes down to do you think that any one of these ladies will get caught up anytime soon? And the answer to that is no. Because if they were to get caught up anytime soon, I mean within the next month, within the next 30 days or so, they would have been in the highlight package with all the rest of them that got called up, that are getting called up to Raw and SmackDown. Coming soon to WWE. But it comes down to that. And since neither of them are getting called up, I have to say that they just had they just put the title on Shayna Baszler. They've just really established the four horsewomen. And for that reason, I'm going to have to say that Shayna Baszler should win here. She should win at NXT TakeOver. Because they've, they've just established her as the Ric Flair of the horsewomen. And you can't just have Ric Flair having uh, one month, two month title reigns. Shayna Baszler should win here. I understand that the undefeated streak will go to waste for Bianca Belair. Uh, they could run a BS finish where they maintain the undefeated streak, but where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? It's, it's January, it's Royal Rumble week, it's NXT TakeOver, you gotta, you gotta have a definitive winner. Shayna Baszler should win, they j just really established her, she's a two-time champion, uh, they just established the horsewomen, like I just said, and they can't take the title off of her right now. So, here's the thing though, if they wanna run a storyline where Bianca Belair loses, and then goes on to win at WrestleMania weekend, then I could definitely roll with that. If they want to call up Shayna Baszler after WrestleMania, then we got something there. I think we got something that's that's uh, that's credible and something that I'd be willing to roll with. So at the end of the day, Shayna Baszler should win here. And I'll be very much looking forward to that match. I know a lot of people are going to be very much looking forward to that match. As it pertains to NXT TakeOver. We only have two, ma two matches listed right now. But I'm pretty sure that they're going to fill up the card. And it's probably going to outshine the Royal Rumble. Now, mm, Royal Rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views. So, maybe not. We'll see. Moving on. AJ Styles decked the crap out of Vince McMahon. And I said I was going to hold this title for the majority of the podcast. But, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? It's getting hot in here. I'm about to take off the clothes. I'm going to set this title right here. I'm going to hop right on into this. AJ Styles decked Vince McMahon. And I got to say it's Christmas. And you know what? I'm, I'm scrolling around. I forgot that. In my mind, no, it's Christmas. I forgot that. Oh, wait. SmackDown came on tonight. So I watch it. And Vince McMahon is talking about how AJ Styles has a dark, you have a dark side in you. Another horrible Vince McMahon impersonation, but once again, that's beside the fact. Talking about how AJ Styles had a dark side in him, you wanted to see it come out. Well, it came out right with a fist to Vince McMahon's face. And this got people talking. It's got people buzzing. And we are obviously going to have an AJ Styles Vince McMahon storyline come about here. So, I'm very much interested in it, so long as they do it right. I guess the first question will be, 
Why, why did AJ Styles snap? Did Vince McMahon just bring it out of him? Or was this just something that AJ Styles wanted to do for the longest? Uh, the other question is, who takes up for Vince McMahon? Who is AJ Styles? I think this is leading into WrestleMania. It has to be leading into WrestleMania. Who is going to take up for Vince McMahon? Uh, who is going to fight AJ Styles? It can't be Shane McMahon because, for one... We've already done Shane McMahon and AJ Styles before, and Lord knows nobody wants to see that again. And I don't even think WWE wants to do it again. So Shane McMahon is not going to take up for him. So who's going to take up for Vince McMahon? Will this be the long-awaited Shawn Michaels-AJ Styles match that we've been wanting for years? Will Shawn Michaels take up for Vince McMahon? Ah, I think that would be pretty interesting if they went down that route. Whatever they do, I hope that they don't get Vince McMahon involved. Like, throughout the entirety of the storyline. I cannot take another McMahon being involved with AJ Styles throughout the entirety of another WrestleMania storyline. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't think any one of you want to see that either. So I hope Vince stays away. Another question is, is this a heel turn? And to that to that end, I have to say that no, not in the least. I don't think this is a heel turn. Because if you have AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan on the same show, look, both of them can't be heel. And they are your main two stars. Both of those guys can't be heel. You need to face, the one of those guys has to stay face, and AJ Styles will stay face here. I think Vince McMahon, they just gonna twist it like, okay, Vince McMahon wanted it, and he got it. And that's what it was. Uh, at the end of the day, I find this storyline very interesting. Um, and they got a lot of people talking. So, SmackDown is on a roll. Vince McMahon, I normally don't like the McMahons involved in storylines, but they've done a good job here, I have to admit. And I'm very interested to see where it goes, who jumps in for Vince McMahon, who takes on AJ Styles, and we'll see. I think it's leading to WrestleMania, it's leading to AJ Styles' WrestleMania opponent. If Shawn Michaels comes out and opposes AJ Styles, woo-woo, that is going to be the most talked about WrestleMania match this year. I don't care what else is going on for WrestleMania, that's going to be the match, the main match. So moving on, we're going to talk about a few people who are reportedly slated to get pushes in WWE. I told you I was getting to Mandy Rhodes later. I'm about to get to Mandy Rhodes right now. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, WWE and Vince McMahon specifically is very high on Mandy Rhodes. It looks like she's going to get a push sooner rather than later. He said that. It's similar to the mindset that they had uh, with Lana with the big introduction before she faded become, into becoming another woman on the roster and was put back with Rusev. Now look, I'm going to break this down one by one here. I got a, a couple of more after this, but I'm going to stick with Mandy Rhodes here. Mandy Rose here, excuse me. I don't have a problem with Mandy Rose. She's uh, progressed really well. She's improved in her ring work. So, I don't have the problem that I once did have with her. Uh, at first, it looked like she was all about looks and that was it. But she's progressed really well. I enjoy her in the ring. She's pretty decent at best. She's not the best ring worker in the world. I'm not here to say that. But she's decent at best. So, I enjoyed that. 
Now, it all depends on the push that they are talking about. If they are talking about pushing Mandy Rose to the moon, then we got a problem. If they are talking about putting Mandy Rose in a more significant position, then I have no problem with that whatsoever. The mistake in this uh, that I think they are making, if this report holds to be true, is that Sonya, the money is in Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville is the quote-unquote Shawn Michaels of this tag team. Sonya Deville has all the talent in the world. When we talk about progression, uh, Sonya Deville has really progressed. I enjoy her matches. Like she had a throwaway match with Asuka some months ago. Quick four or five minute match. And it was really good. It was at, at that time I was like, man, if they ever went with a Sonya Deville Asuka match for the world title, I would be all in on it. And I gotta say that the money is in Sonya Deville, not Mandy Rose. But sticking with Mandy Rose with the report. If she gets put into a prominent position, then I have no problems with it whatsoever. If she gets into a role to where she's winning the title and having lengthy title reigns, then we have a significant problem with me. So moving on to another person that's reportedly slated to get a push. Uh, it was noted by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Finn Balor is about to get a significant push up the WWE's card. Now, it says that the specifics of the push is unknown, but it's supposed to last a little while. So, forgive me if I have no confidence whatsoever in this report. Look, I've heard and seen Finn Balor reports, you know, many of times. When Finn Balor was injured, you know, they, they Finn Balor, I, I'm going to take it all the way back to when he got called up. Finn Balor got called up. It was like, okay, cool, man. Finn Balor's here. Awesome. He won a universal title and the man got hurt. And all the time that he was injured, I was thinking, okay, Finn Balor to the Royal Rumble, straight back to the universal title. And I thought straight to the top. And obviously that didn't happen. Obviously, Finn Balor has been toiling around in mediocrity ever since he's come back from injury. With the latest being twirling around with Baron Corbin for months now. So, there is some legitimacy to this report as it pertains to the results. Because Finn Balor did get a victory over Drew McIntyre at TLC. And that shocked me right there. So, there's some effort at least so far in pushing Finn Balor. I would love to see the guy get a significant push. The guy is very talented. You know, I was just talking to my brother about this. Um, I think as it pertains to Finn Balor, I sometimes question as it pertains to his pushing as of late before this report came out. I question like, what is his motivation? Why is he here? Like, what is he doing here? And like Finn Balor for months now has been the guy that's just been there to have a good match, nothing else. Not challenge for any titles, not do anything. Just have go out there and have a good match. Go out there, pose. Have a good match. That's it. So I've been questioning, like, as far as booking, what's his motivation here? But uh, I see going forward, as it pertains to this report, I hope that Finn Balor gets a significant push. We need some fresh blood in the main event scene. It would be awesome if Finn Balor won the Royal Rumble, jumped to SmackDown, and challenged Daniel Bryan. 
for the WWE Championship. Wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love to see that? I would love to see that. It would be a phenomenal match. Would love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So moving on. Finn Balor push. We'll see on that one. I'm not diving face first head in on that one. I'll just wait back and see. So moving on with that report. We had another report that came out that said that Yes, Finn Balor was supposed to get a push, and it said that it was coming this month in January, and that Drew McIntyre's push was getting held off, and that it would come in the next month, which would be February. So, like I said, there's some legitimacy to the reports because Drew McIntyre did lose the match to Finn Balor. He's kind of been cooled down just a tad bit uh, as it pertains to recent months. So... I know that Drew McIntyre's money. I kept saying this for a while now, and I kept getting shot down. There were many wrestlers that would come in, and I would say, man, there is no way that they could mess it up with him. And then they would go and mess it up with that guy, then I'd be all disappointed. Now, I said the same thing with Drew McIntyre. And surely enough, he is one of the few guys that they have just gotten it right with. Completely right with. There's never been many... Any times to where I've been disappointed in what they were doing with Drew McIntyre. I didn't really like when they were all when Drew Doff and Braun was all paired up. It's like let Drew do his thing. And Drew is finally doing his thing. And you'd have to think that he factors significantly into the main event scene. Now I don't know what's gonna go on with, with Brock Lesnar, but we figured that it would be Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. That was the future feud. But going into what was the the Saudi Arabia event Crown Jewel? I think that was Crown Jewel when it was Braun versus Brock. I was saying, look, Braun's gonna win here. He's gonna win the championship, and we're gonna have ourselves Braun versus Drew. That's gonna last us through the Royal Rumble. That could take us all the way up to WrestleMania. Who knows? But obviously, Brock Lesnar wins the match because Vince wants Brock Lesnar as the champion if he can't have Roman Reigns as the champion. So it is what it is. So that leaves Drew McIntyre in limbo. Uh, he has to, like I said, he has to factor significantly into the main event scene. So we'll see what happens with the Universal Championship. At this rate, I think that Seth Rollins is the next guy up. If we're talking about who should face Brock at WrestleMania? I would have to guess that it would be Seth Rollins. Then we can move on to Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I would absolutely love that after WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens with Finn Balor. We'll see what happens with Drew McIntyre. We'll see what happens with Mandy Rose as the year progresses into 19, into 2019, excuse me, and beyond. So last up, we have a report, and this is going to be quick because... I saw this report and I was like, nah, man, nah, look, this is not a bang on Dave Meltzer segment because people have their problems with Dave Meltzer and they bang on him. And I've always been one to say, I'm not going to bang on anybody in the wrestling industry because they put in hard work, no matter who it is, no matter name, the journalist, name, the columnist, name, the guy that's covering wrestling. They put in hard work, so I'm not going to bang on anybody. But, and I just cited a couple of Dave Meltzer reports uh, just now. But he had another report that came out that said that 
Officials in Impact Wrestling were trying to sell Impact to the people in All Elite Wrestling. And I saw that and I was like, and he said that All Elite Wrestling turned down the Impact Wrestling officials. I saw that and there are some things that I come on here and I just, I see and I just choose not to uh, talk about or choose not to report on. And this was very nearly one of them. But I've seen a lot of people talking about it and I was like, okay, I'll give my opinion. I just cannot, and I'm entitled to my opinion on here. I just have to go on my wrestling acumen, my wrestling uh, know-how, my wrestling intuition, I like to say all the time. And my wrestling intuition says that this report is not true. Now, that's not, that's not to bang on Dave Meltzer. My wrestling intuition says that it's hard to believe it, in my opinion, because all elite wrestling is not even started up yet. Like, they're saying that this went down, not recently, but like a couple of months ago. So, I mean, it's very hard to believe that Impact Wrestling, the officials in Impact Wrestling would sell to All Elite when they're not even started up yet. That's just a hard one for me to process. It's a hard one for me to believe. And, like, a lot of people are running with it because Impact is going through tough times now that they're... They have signed on with Pursuit, uh, the, the Pursuit Channel, uh, to further uh, air program Impact Wrestling programming. So we'll see how that goes. But a lot of people are running with this, and I just have a hard time believing it to be true. I cannot imagine uh, them trying to sell to Audi Wrestling. But speaking of Audi Wrestling, uh, Matt Jackson did post a clock, and. I think it was on Twitter. He posted a clock leading up that that set to end on January 1st. We've been, the tea leaves have been continuing to come out. Cody Rhodes said that they had a big announcement at the beginning of January. Matt Jackson posts this clock for January 1st. So something is going down. January is about to be a bananas month in the world of the wrestling landscape. A Royal Rumble. Impact Wrestling Homecoming, both of the NXT TakeOvers Phoenix and Blackpool, I think it is, uh, in England, in Black uh, Blackpool. So, it's just about to be a bananas month. And the All Elite Wrestling announcement as well. We all believe it to be an All Elite Wrestling announcement. So, we'll see on that front. I'm very excited for it. But as for the report of Impact Wrestling buying or trying to sell the All Elite Wrestling, I have a tough time believing that one. So that is it for episode 46 of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. If you have any questions, if you have any type of thoughts that you would like to leave on these topics, the women's tag titles, anything I've talked about, leave them in the YouTube comments on Periscope. Leave them on Twitter as well at Beaton at Two Sweet P O D. I am out.